Welcome to our Friends the Anthology, episode five, but technically episode one of the Twilight Zone series, but episode 27 of the Twilight Zone. I'm David. I'm Ron. We're going to talk about Twilight Zone season one, episode 27, The Big Tall Wish. And I am a bit of a Twilight Zone noob. I've seen a couple episodes before this, just kind of on TV. I think I may have watched one or two on Netflix, but I definitely haven't seen all of it. David's a bit more experienced, a lot more experienced. David's a Twilight Zone expert. I wouldn't, well, I've been to the Twilight Zone, but besides <laughs> that. You give tours. I give tours. Everybody has to dress up like Rod Serling there. And talk like him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, that's why you can't give tours, Rod. That's why they that's why they rejected your application. <laughs> Picture this. A man in a stopover in a quiet town. One man meets his past, another his future. The funny thing about Twilight Zone intros with Rod Serling, he is really uh disparaging of the people he introduces. <laughs> so he'll like do like bo- meet Bowley Jackson, a two bit fighter who could never catch a break. Also, he stinks at fighting. <laughs> like, he's got these big scars all over his face. What is that? I don't know. <laughs> I can't do impressions go, in front of you. He goes, "Take one look at his, take one look at his face, and you'll see the ugly mug that is the result of losing every fight he ever fought. <laughs> Maybe he should find a different career, <laughs> but no, he can't. He's too stupid to I'll, think of that. He's and also he's just very to, close and, with that kid." Does that seem weird to anybody else? <laughs> Some people might question it, but this is the 50s. <laughs> or is it the 60s? Anyway, he just entered the Twilight Zone. <laughs> uh, so, Big Tall Wish. And you'd seen this episode before, right? Actually, I'm not so sure. Okay. Well, here's the first thing I want to say. What did you think? I liked it. See, you expect too much. Here's the Twilight Zone. Here's, like, the pinnacle of anthology series and it has the same flaw that amazing stories has but to me it's incredible that they can make an episode about this to me they're just these interesting short stories that are intriguing and kind of thought-provoking and you just get a slice each week you can tell all sorts of different things they don't have to they don't have to be the biggest of the biggest scale and that's what I liked so much about Amazing Stories. I didn't hold that against, like, I liked that even with the main attraction, you know? Yeah. I think I liked every episode twice as much as you did. I'd say that's a fair assessment. I thought this episode was so cool. I said I liked no, it. No, I know, but I just feel like that could, that, I maybe I'm like reading too much. I feel continue. like that's your hang up. That I'm just expecting too much from it. Well, no, because of course there are Twilight Zone episodes that are insane. You know, the masterpieces. The ones everybody talks about. The ones you've probably seen already. No, I, I haven't seen many of the ones people talk about. Okay. No, I I really liked the element of... Okay, so quick quick summary of the episode. So you have Bully Jackson, who's this fighter, kind of at the end of his ropes. He hasn't won many fights, and he's got all the scars on his face to kind of remind him of his losses. And he's befriended this kid who lives in the same apartment building as he does. And the kid just adores him. And he's about to go on this big, to go uh, have this big fight 
with one of his rivals. It's going to be on TV, and he's got to win it. And the kid says he's going to make a big. He's going to make a wish, a big tall wish, that he that Bully's going to win the fight. And Bully kind of laughs. And then he sees the the kid's mom, and the mom kind of intimates that that the kid's uh, wishes come true because she needed money really bad, was really hard up for cash, and he made the big tall wish, which is apparently the biggest wish that you can make, and then she got the money somehow and was able to mail it. And uh, Bully just kind of laughs. And then he goes and has the fight, and during the fight he's knocked down, and as the count is about to reach 10, he switches places with his uh, opponent. And now he's the one standing up and over his opponent who's down for the count. And then he goes and sees Henry because he can remember being down and nobody else remembers that part. They said, you just won the fight clean. He never got a punch on you. The kid, he says, I wished for it. And that's why it happened. And Bully says, oh, that's not possible. Wishes aren't real. Magic's not real. And he goes, well, they are, but you have to believe or else it won't be real. And Bully makes a big speech, so wishes aren't real. And then it goes right back to that moment. And the kid gets so upset too. And that's what's so great. Anyway, and it goes right back to the moment where he's down for the count. And then it finishes out the way that it was supposed to play out before the wish. And then he goes in and he's the loser this time. And everything's reversed. You know, everybody was congratulating him. And now he goes in and the kid's in bed and he asks to go see him. And the kid says, it's okay or whatever. Like still kind of confident, but still loves bully but he says that i don't believe in wishes anymore and then bully is kind of sad tries to like kind of resurrect that but he can't it's gone yeah so what did you like about this episode everything except for wishes i don't believe in that shit (laughs) (laughs) i obviously didn't learn the lesson of that i liked all of it man i just thought it was so cool it was so sad and him and the kid the kid was a really good actor i thought yeah i thought so too i loved some of the shots they did I thought some of the shots were so cool. Oh, one part I forgot to mention is that Bully, the reason he loses the fight is because he hits his, he finds out his manager is betting against him and he wants to clock the manager, but instead he punches the wall and uh, breaks his knuckles. And so he can't use his right hand, which is his secret weapon. So the lesson learned is he should have punched the manager instead of the wall. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, yeah, you were paying a lot of attention. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like this episode. What I loved about it were the details, like the level of craft, the level of production, the level of writing, the level of acting, I think was so much higher than Amazing Stories. I mean, just the fact that you mentioned that Bully has these scars on his face that just, I mean, they eventually do mention, call it out in the dialogue, but. Well, he it, talks about it, yeah. Yeah, but it just, it gives you the sense of like, who he is the boxer you know he gets beaten Beat up, up a lot, lot. Yeah. yeah there's some really powerful monologues of, of him sort of reflecting on his career and where he is in his life and and you wonder if they would work today but back then they don't just work because it's the 60s they also work because they're in his voice yeah. i believe that character made that monologue it's not like an aaron sorkin style not to disparage aaron sorkin but you know he's not too smart He's not too poetic. Right. The language is very sort of natural. Yeah. And then the fight, the thing, which such a simple 
you know, easy technique, but everything freezes. And then you just get these cuts to the guy eating popcorn in the crowd. And it's and a it lot of close-ups for the most part. Yeah. Also, the way they shot the boxing match was really cool. I mean, the thing is that because it's the it's it's the 60s, but it's TV, you kind of think it's older than it is. Yeah, so I true. think that is that is something that works in its favor. In its favor when you're like, whoa, this is so impressive. Yeah. But it's the 60s, so like, yeah, you could do stuff like that. Well, there are so many more... There were so many cheesy ways that they could have done that effect. And the freeze frame worked for me because at first you you really don't know quite what's going on. At first you don't realize that that's the technique they're using. Right, yeah. Because they do it so... It is really interesting the way they do it. And I think there's a musical cue to go with it, and it works really well. Yeah, it gives you... It inspires a sort of sense of wonder. Yeah, it is kind of magical the way they do it. Because it uses those shots that you don't have the cheesy, like, oh, he disappears in this puff of smoke or these right like there's none of that it's just right cutting and yeah the freeze frames yeah it's very effective it is and then they switch places uh, and and the boxing match obviously had good, great shots really cool angles and like the thing where it's behind his head and you're basically looking through a piece of glass but it's supposed to be the floor of the ring those were cool shots and then just when he goes and sees that kid and when they have that conversation and the kid really fucking feels it. And when you realize what it's about, even though, so it has that piece, it's like, it's a wonderful life where it's like just this little bit of magical realism, I guess, but the whole, that's not about the magic at all. It's just a vehicle to tell this story. And this guy just can't like, he's, he's been too down on his luck for too long that he won't believe that this miracle happened and the kid is like warning him like if you don't believe it's you're gonna go back to the thing and he does and i feel like and then the kid loses the kid's loss of innocence is so sad yeah it's like the worst possible outcome really but the kids with his reasoning is so smart though because it's not like i don't believe in wishes anymore it's that he goes, the trouble with the wishes is that the people you wish for don't believe in them. I love, too, that especially with something like the Twilight Zone, where there's usually some kind of dark twist, I feel like, especially with wishes, we're conditioned to think, oh, what's the price? Like, what's the cost of this wish coming true? You know, like, deals with the devil. That's what mm-hmm. we're used to. But in this, it's it's nothing like that. Like, there were the no strings attached. Yeah. Himself exactly yeah oh i love the see i also watched a lot of this show called thriller and some of my favorite episodes weren't great episodes but they were so weird and this is kind of weird and the kid is like the 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 term like big tall wish is so odd that it really sticks with you it's sort of Stephen King in a way. Like yes, it has that same use absolutely. of language. Yeah, that's so true. That's a great call. So anyway, I I loved this episode for being one of the milder episodes. Yeah, it was it was sweet. Really. Yeah, and, and sad. It was bittersweet. I also loved, like, I think it's it speaks volumes about Rod Serling and about what this show was, that he would do an episode in the 1960s about these black characters you know kind of poor 
in this apartment, shitty apartment building. I mean, and they were on TV on prime time. Like, that's really cool, I think. And he he was such a good guy. And he, you know, he knew to tell those stories too. And you know what I mean? And the race, the race doesn't really have anything yeah, to it do has with nothing it other to do than, with, yeah. it does sort of add to it in the sense a that. A point of view. Right. And that this kid who is, I guess you said like poor, he's black, he's probably faced a lot of oppression, like difficult situations. You get a sense for why he's had to use this magic in the past, maybe. Yeah, he's so optimistic and, and the people around him aren't that optimistic, yeah. And it also makes it sadder if you think about that because when Bully wins, everybody around him is so jazzed up. It's not just that they're congratulating him, it's just kind of a different vibe in the, in the city. Yeah. And then when he loses, it's not that they're upset with him, it's more like, all right, things will continue on you know status quo remains yeah oh and also the shot of the kid hugging the tv screen so cool it reminded me of spielberg who by the way ghost directed this episode (laughs) after airing this episode with this nearly all black cast being revolutionary for american television the twilight zone was awarded the 1961 unity award for outstanding contributions to better race relations oh wow that's so cool i didn't even know that Rod Serling was a very good man. Like a very pure heart. You can, that's what makes this show great. And that's what makes the, like so many episodes live up even today, you know, remain classics. It's because he really had a message. They all had a message. And there's a heart to it. Yeah. They're not preachy, but they, they, he had a, he had things to say. Important things to say. I, yeah, I have a lot to look forward to. Well, we're only going to get to three more. And none of them are those episodes. <laughs> we'll circle back. We'll okay. do more Twilight Zone. This yeah, is- we'll come back. And we have to do more amazing stories. Yeah. And we have to do Thriller, and we have to do Alfred Hitchcock Presents, and, and we have to do... All right. I'd like to do Buffy. Yeah, I'd do that for sure. Anyways, thanks for listening. Okay, well, <laughs> I guess So next up. week, yeah, that's that's it for the Big Tall Wish. Next week, we'll be doing season one episode 28 a nice place to visit see you next time and have an amazing week hooray